0: well we've had a pretty decent off-season break here at triax sort of had a bit of an extended time away from the podcast but it's day one of the podcast preseason training here and all three of us are back and it's an absolute pleasure to see damo and sean Firstly, a big welcome to you, Sean. Haven't seen you for a while. What's going on with you?
1: Yeah, it has been a while, uh, boys, and I have a, I do apologise for my recent absence. But been been a bit busy with uh, uni. Um, had exams the last few weeks, but they're all done and dusted now, which is a big big relief. So I've made my long awaited return, boys. I'm here. I'm back. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> is back. The day has been saved and. We're uh, good to go, boys. I reckon.
0: <laughs> Have a look at it, and are a big welcome to you. I don't, can you top that, Damer? Your surroundings, though, are very interesting for the people watching it on YouTube. Where are you?
2: Yeah, I'm in the new trix training centre that we've uh, got oh. set up here. Uh, we've got the uh, the gym set up that we're gonna open up to the public soon. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can't say that I've got as much energy and excitement as Sean's return. Um, I was on the club in post uh, hiatus, you know, from the podcast, and now they've let me back in. But Shawnee, he's come back, fit and firing.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. I'm not sure what would be the podcast equivalent of a yo-yo or a beat test or a time trial, you reckon? Because I think Sean's doing well early.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't get too ahead of myself. Uh, one of those one of those people that uh, fires early and then might come, uh, might hit the wall pretty soon. Oh, but yeah. we'll, see, yeah. we'll see how we go, boys the pace setter at, the, at, the, at yeah. the start of
0: the time trial and then sort of just drifts back towards the back oh yeah, yeah we'll right, just, we'll once we get him yeah. off,
2: once, once we get him off script we'll see how good he's going today
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a great call damo. that's a great call actually so for the people who get on youtube uh damo's wearing a really nice piece of kit do you want to explain for the people listening damo what you've got on
2: uh, this is a Mark Viduca, uh, it's just a t-shirt, it's actually by this um, place called uh, Football Club up in in Sydney. They do like retro um, socceroos and Australian soccer shirts and jerseys, so uh, check them out if you're you keen.
0: it looks absolutely outstanding, sort of the, the early 2000s sort of vibe, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the old we away will... kit. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Now, we will touch on Damo, where Damo is broadcasting from in a sec because that's some pretty interesting, exciting news that we'll talk about uh, in due course. But maybe, boys, you want to give a catch-up as to what you know, what we've been doing for the last few weeks and, and where we've been at. So, Sean, you want to kick us off? What have you been doing?
1: Yeah, I guess, as I mentioned, just uh, just uni exams for me pretty much. So that's kept me busy for the most part. Uh, we started back training at Frankston uh, three weeks ago maybe. I think this is our fourth our fourth week, so we had two weeks of uh, trialling players and then some of them have stayed on. And then our main group, um, this is our second week back. So back in the swing of things, it felt like the uh, season was cut short just um, just a few weeks ago, but we're, we're back already, um, which is good. It's nice being out in the sunshine again and being around the group. So, so yeah, that's what's keeping me busy lately. How about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, it's actually, it's been fairly quiet for me um lately obviously the more sub-elite level of footy that i work at um hasn't gone back yet so a bit of time off there and um finished up at the the gym that i was working at so i've really just been uh doing more of the nine to five sort of stuff um and training a handful of sort of private clients here and there um in in the gym here that I've, i've set up at my place um Outside of that, no, not, not too much. Just sort of on the hunt for that, that next role or position and uh, just, yeah, ticking over. I know Rob's got some exciting news. He's uh, um, been pretty busy in the, in the break.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, Damo. Um, oh, it hasn't been too dissimilar to what I've been doing. Um, doing a PhD, uh, you know, just being the, uh, the emotional support for Triax and, and the pillar of stability for, uh, for you two um and now uh, just uh re-signed or back with the storm again which is good for another year so um which is really good uh so we're basically uh three weeks in the pre-season now so storm pre-seasons are pretty good there are uh, they're nice and, uh, and thorough uh with the volume and content so uh yeah we're just working our way through that through that at the moment so uh it's good to be back or i guess i never left really so uh, it's pretty good, but it's uh, it's better to see you boys as well because it's yeah when you get caught up in your own little world you sort of forget about what else is going on. So it's always good to uh, to talk to you two and uh, really uh, get the piss taken out of me, which is nice.
1: Yeah, I heard there were some pretty extensive uh, um, talks at the negotiation table for you, weren't there, Rob? Before you put pen to paper, I heard you had a little bit of a holdout and you, know, you weren't too happy <laughs> with the storm brass
2: and you wanted more cash and this sort of thing and. Um. Yeah, a bit of bit of back and forth there. I heard he got Ricky Nixon oh, in as his uh agent <laughs> to get that to get that extra cash up. Too too. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's good, boys. It's very good. No, it's just um, all good things take time, Sean. And so it's good to come to come to an agreement. And uh, it's a absolute pleasure to be there again. Uh, it's a great organization and probably the best in Australia. So. Um, more than happy to to go around again there, mate, in the purple, which is good. It suits me, I reckon. Yeah, no, it's great news, Rob. But um, we're we're very happy for you. Oh, thanks, sure, thanks, mate. It's a very sincere comment from you, All right? So, uh, let's move on from that. So, what we will say from start is a few exciting things that are going to happen. But the first one, Dale, do you want to talk about your facility you've got going on there at the moment?
2: Yeah, so I touched on it earlier, but um, we so I sort of decided at the back end of the COVID lockdown that. Um, it wouldn't be the worst idea to set up um, somewhere for, for Triax and myself to have clients come around and train and for myself. So um, I've turned the lovely garage at my place into um, a gym. So I got a full power rack, uh, trap bar, barbells, a heap of weights, got some uh, dumbbells coming in as well. So um, it's been hard with the the trade embargoes and the um, – the lockouts at the docks so i've been waiting on equipment for a while but it's uh, up and running so start of december sort of will be advertising and there'll be some stuff pop up on on the triax socials about that and and how to contact us if you want to come and train there um but also there's a few videos on our um youtube channel of just what what it's looking like and um the progress of the setup here which there'll be another video sort of popped up in the next couple of days because uh a fair bit of the equipment just arrived today, so um, we're pretty much up and ready to go here. I heard it you was... put
1: Rob through Sorry. the through the ring a couple of weeks ago, didn't you, Damon?
2: Oh, I did. Yeah, we we had to test out the facility to see if it could could handle the heavy lifting, the floor in particular. And Rob was just throwing steel. Um, like no, tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure how he was the next day, um, but his he, form's pretty good, Rob, for someone that doesn't lift very
0: often. Uh yeah, look. I, the only thing I threw, mate, was probably the back. I reckon I threw my back out on the, on some of the, on that deadlift off the ground. I Haven't done one of them before, so nah, it was actually really good to to go give it a give it a bit of a workout. Now, uh, Damo's obviously improved. He's got the rack there and, and a lot of other accessories, the plates, trap bar. So he's got plenty of stuff out there, and um, it's basically all you need. You got the bench as well, plenty of resistance bands and and booty bands for Sean there as well, which he loves to to get stuck into. So. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good to to go out there, and it's a nice little sweat box too, uh, the, the garage. So if you can, uh, if you want to lose a, a bit of fluid as well, then you can definitely pump some weight out there. Okay. Hey, thanks, thanks very much. Yeah, it's good shit. fuck fuck with? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll um, as as Damo has said, we'll have some more information around that to come once. Uh, he's fitted it out and and ran the rule over it as well. So, uh, Sean might have to go out there and do some beachies as well just to really give it the uh, the tick of approval, the old uh, the buys, the flies, and the tries. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go, Damo. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's a must. Any any person that comes in has to do a beachy set to finish off. It's uh, part of the membership and uh, the training here.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, you better, you better
2: install a mirror in there then, Damo, I think.
0: All right, well, okay, let's move on. Okay, so the the topic of this podcast, so we've we got all the catch-up uh, the and the rubbish out of the way and we've got a lot of other rubbish to come, mainly from me. So what we've seen in Sport Boys basically the past couple of months with the end of seasons and the start of seasons and the higher vaccine rollouts for COVID-19 is there's a lot of uh, vaccine mandates, there's a lot of organisations that are enforcing vaccines and... and and, and um, I guess make, not making, but you know, stating that players need to have a vaccine in order to compete, train, and do all that sort of stuff as well. So the AFL, we've seen Liam Jones retire as a result of this directly. We've seen a few other holdouts and things in AFLW as well. So there's a bit going on with vaccine mandates in sport. And so it sort of gave a bit of a, I guess, a bit of an idea as to what a podcast topic could be. And I know that Sean has shared a lot of stuff Surrounding his mental health, which has been really good, and I thought maybe I should probably sh- share some of my experiences with my physical health and mental as well. I guess uh, since getting the Pfizer vaccine, so if it's okay with you boys, uh, I reckon I'll uh, I'll share my story. Yeah, take the floor, Rob. It's A bit
2: uh, of me, me, me time here from Rob.
0: It is me, me, me time. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Cool. And look, in this. Yeah, and this story, I will say, this is a this is in jest as well. I have no idea. I don't care. Like I'm not you know, pro-vaccine, Like anti-vaccine. Do, you know, do whatever you want to do. It's your body, your rules. I'm just going to share my experiences uh, surrounding my vaccination. So it's, a, it's pretty tough to discuss, and I'll cop a lot of ridicule for it. And I know both of you know about this. And my housemates know about this, my family know about this, but not me, I've helped do it. So we'll, we'll start from the top. I, uh, I booked in to, to get myself a, a Pfizer jab that probably about, you know, it must be a couple of months ago now. And, and you know, when the opportunity came to enrol, I did. I, you know, I took it upon myself. I have no issues with, with vaccines. And obviously, coming from a science background, I trust that there's a, a lot of science involved. So I wasn't against any of that. So I booked in. And, uh, you yeah, know, rolled up to Sandown race course, you know, just hearing the echoes of, of, of the galloping thoroughbreds across the track. And I thought, oh, geez, this is a good place to get a jab. So, yeah, went to the front desk, checked in, sat at the little cubicle waiting area. And, uh, yeah, I was pretty good. I wasn't too bad uh, with, yeah, with the process. I didn't really care too much about getting a jab. I don't have a fear of needles, any of that stuff. So, and, you it's know, very, sat down um, and...
1: It's a very long walk into Sandown, isn't it? You, you feel like, I reckon you walk like... K and a half it at is. least before before yeah. you get to the uh the little desk.
0: Yeah, it's it's true because they like they herd you out like a, it's like when you go to Movie World in peak time and you're trying to get on a roller coaster. You know how they like stagnate and stagger the line. That's <laughs> what it's like when you get your jack or Disneyland or whatever. Like you, there's no express pass. Well, actually, no, there is an express pass because my sister took a newborn there. And they took to the front of the queue. So apparently that's an express pass. But there you go. And, and like Sean said, you, you get to stand down and you sort of wade through people. But when I went there, there was no queue, fortunately, which was good. Anyway, so sit down in the chair, and the lovely nurse, she says, you know, you know by Wi Fi's and lots of stuff, you know, ticking it off and that. And then she reads out the, the symptoms or no, the, the potential side effects of a jab for our age group. So Sean, Damo, and I, all male, all between, you know, 25 and 30. And so they, and she says, Oh, look, here there's a potential side effect of myocarditis or pericarditis. And I was like, Oh, yeah, whatever, blah, blah. I didn't really think too much of it, knew that it was some sort of inflammation surrounding the heart, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I got the jab stuck in the the arm. She injected it, all that sort of stuff, all good. Then you have to go sit in the waiting area for 15 minutes, like all the post jab waiting area, you know, you sit down there and they basically just keep an eye on you, make sure you don't die or faint or, or any of that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's when it started. That's when I started to get some sort of anxiety. I actually had a panic attack in the, the post-jab waiting area. I was sitting there, and as soon as she said the nurse said myocarditis and pericarditis, I knew about it and just sat there thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And it just started this spiraling of I'm in trouble here. I was just sitting there, and I had a book and stuff, and I'm sitting there going, oh, God, oh, God, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, They read you at your anyway, didn't they, Rob? they read you your rights that's
2: what i thought when you when you go and you're like oh yeah you know about all the side effects and potential things but when they when they specifically say your gender and age group i was i sort of was thinking the same thing i'm like oh of course it's the one time it's you that are going to be in that that demographic i I was a little bit the same after mine sitting there going imagine that if you drop drop dead from from this vaccine (laughs) i've done worse things in my life
0: yeah, exactly. And, and I know and we'll touch on your time and exploits in, in, a, different, um, in a different episode. But, uh, and Damien's right. And so I was sitting there going, like, what happens if I've got this? You know, whatever. And, and I've had like panic attacks before and they only sort of last maybe like 15 minutes or so. So I knew this was one. And anyway, I, you know, you get up after your 15 minutes and I walk to the car and, and felt okay and drove home and, and, you know, I knew that the side effect would be I have a sore arm, you know, had no problem with that whatsoever. That was fine. But when I got home, I did eventually get the sore arm, but then I also got, like, this chest discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, is this in my head that I've manufactured this or is this actually a real symptom of, you know, is getting the jab or, or or whatnot? And it wasn't like I had trouble breathing, but I just felt like there's just discomfort, like sort of, you know, sort of middle of your chest, you um, yeah basically between the two pecs that's where it sort of felt like and it was just this nagging discomfort I was like what is this and the more I thought about it the more I thought oh geez I got yeah, myocarditis I got pericarditis whatever started looking up the symptoms started you know going down the rabbit hole that is twitter for vaccines and you know twitter for anything else sort of scientific and so I started you know having this real basically talking myself into another panic attack that's where and, you
1: do yourself, you know, reckon as soon as yeah. you look at the symptoms and it just like it's that like that confirmation bias, like you just like yeah. you're finding the evidence to support what you're already thinking, and then it just like mm. unravels even more.
0: Yeah, mate, and that's and that's exactly what happened. And you read this stuff and think I'm just spiraling myself into another mental episode here of you know, thinking, oh, I'm in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you know, I'm reading, you know, some nothing on Twitter who reckons he's, you know, he knows all the answers and he studies his own, you know, three phases of, of studies on vaccines and yeah sure enough you buy into it like after a while like when you, when you feel like you know you connect the dots you like, oh, i've got this you know got like that you sort of connect the dots and think oh, i'm gonna buy into this and and get worse and so i rang the old girl and i said mom you know this is what's happened blah blah, blah. i feel a bit of discomfort yeah I'm, I'm basically having shortness of breath because i'm panicking about it and she's just like you know just go see the doctor that's the best thing you can do just book in like all good parents say and, and thanks carol so booked in the GP, haven't been to a GP in 10 years, booked in and and just told him and said, you know, having some discomfort and, uh, you know, in the chest, whatever, had your first dose of Pfizer. And he's like, you know, check my breathing. He's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with your breathing, blah, blah, blah. uh, But we'll get you checked out. We'll have a blood test, ECG and a chest X-ray. And, you know, obviously remember doing ECGs back in the degree days. So there was no issues there. I uh, had to lie down to get the blood taken out because I was a little bit sort of uh, panicky about that. And then, yeah, it still had this discomfort a few days later and got the results back from the doctor, went and saw him. He said, mate, there's no issues at all. No, you're fine. There's no problems. I was, And he's like, have you still got this discomfort? And I did. I still had it at this point. I said, yeah, it's still there, blah, blah. And he says to me, he's like, I think this sounds muscular or structural. I said I don't think it's got anything to do with the vaccine, and he's like, "Have you been doing any heavy lifting lately?" And I'm thinking, "Oh no!" I said, "I haven't done any upper body beachy weights for a while."
2: no, that's
0: the only lifting you do, dude. Yeah, exactly. I haven't done any beachies for a while. I'm thinking, any? It's like if you lifted heavy, if you're doing anything you know, strenuous or whatever. And I said to him, "Nah, not really." And he's like, "Oh well." He's like, "Look, I reckon this will subside. Come back to see me if it's yeah. if There's no improvement. Come back to see me in a week, and we'll yeah, we'll, we'll look further." Anyway, I get back to the car, and I'm sitting in the car, and I'm thinking, "Oh shit! I think I realise what's happened here." The the day before I did, before I got the Pfizer jab. I started my first session of yoga, and so. <laughs> What had happened was, and what I now know, is that these, the yoga sessions I was obviously putting my upper body all that sort of stuff in different positions that I had been into, different postures, et cetera. There was actually of the effects of the yoga that had given me the chest discomfort because I hadn't actually used it. And so I'd done the yoga session before. I'd done the yoga session a few, a few days after. And so the reason why I wasn't going away was because I kept doing it because it was good you know, mentally and all that sort of stuff but I wasn't giving my body a chance to recover after it either all the new different postures. And then, and then when I thought about it, I typed it into Google and then sure enough, this is a common occurrence. Like, you know, your, your chest or whatever, they have a bit of discomfort after you do yoga because it's you know different postures or whatnot. And I'm thinking, they're thinking, you idiot, you absolute idiot. You've, you've mistaken a myocarditis, and pericarditis for doms of doing fucking yoga. <laughs> And so I'm thinking, what the fuck, boys? What the fuck? So that's my story. So, you know, Pfizer the best yoga don't mix.
2: You know, the best thing is you're doing the yoga to probably help reduce your anxiety, and it's yes. increasing it tenfold. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, that's that's exactly what that was. What what was happening was that I was like, fuck, like yes. that's what I put myself through this because of that.
1: Mate, I remember and- you saying to me yeah. as well, like in, I reckon maybe a week before this happened, you are like, yeah, I started doing some yoga. Like I did yoga yesterday. I did it today. I'm going to do something tomorrow. And you were just like, it was like the elixir of life for you. And this yoga would just like bring you all this like <laughs> mental clarity. And then it's just been your complete undoing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I do remember because you asked me because at, when I started at, um, center of strength and wellness they do yoga and pilates so part of yeah. the starting was I, I had to trial each of the the things to see you know that i could recommend it or make, comment on it and I'd, I'd never done yoga before either and it was very relaxing and the anxiety and your stress and everything i thought it actually worked but uh, similar to you i reckon it's the sorest i've been after any mm. exercise other than the half marathon in about the last two years i reckon because you just yeah. get these awkward weird positions you got to control your breathing and these really mm. slow, long breaths and stuff. And yeah, like I, I was similar, but I, I didn't go back for ten times in the same week. You, uh, mm. I didn't get that addiction to the yoga like you, Rob.
0: Uh, yes. So that's uh, that was my initial experience, and and the funny part was is that my housemate, uh, Jonesy, I'll give a shout out. You'll love that. He's a regular, avid listener, Jonesy. Anyway, he hadn't had his Pfizer jab yet. And so I didn't want to freak him out to say that I'd had these, you know, symptoms or whatever, because he was just about to get it. And so I was doing all this stuff like back door warning, sort of, you know, just disappearing outside the house and stuff, because obviously we're still in lockdown. And so I was getting all these tests done and whatever. And so I didn't tell him any of this stuff until he came home one night after I'd been given all the all clear. And he's like, geez, I knew there was something up with you. I knew that I knew you were just a bit. I thought, yeah, he's like, I thought we'd done something to you. I thought, you know, you had a problem with this. And I was like, nah, Jordan. So I just sat in my room, mate. Basically, every day having anxiety attacks because I thought I had myocarditis, and it was because I was doing fucking yoga. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, mean, that's, I think that's, the that's truth the is
2: you're you're heading out on a few Tinder dates and didn't want him to
0: know. But oh, come on, no, Well, that's what he thought. Because yeah, I would just I'd go out in the middle of the day or whatever, get tests or go to the doctor or whatever, or on the phone to, to mum, just trying to you know, get me through it or, or whatever. So yeah, that's uh, that was the experience. But I think you like, yeah using that story and obviously i'm going to cobble a lot of ridicule to come which is fair enough but the i guess it shows the i guess the negatives of being so accessible in social media and news now about how yeah you know, how accessible that info is and how much it can get to you and make you anxious or whatever because you know when we all got our jabs in primary school or whatever like nobody would have bat an eyelid like you know, you get the you get the tetanus shot now. Or Sean had to get jabs because obviously you know, being an allied health professional, you have to have you know certain jabs. And I bet he wouldn't have bat an eyelid to get you know your Hep A's or whatever it is, tetanus like. But for this jab and you know all the the rigmarole around it, there's a lot more scrutiny and it makes you feel more anxious. I reckon. Well, maybe me that's just me speaking anyway. Yeah, well, I suppose like everyone can now
1: broadcast their opinion to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of whether they realize it or not but just like something like a um, like a a news channel profile on on social media they often have a bunch of followers and a bunch of comments and I think it just takes like one one little comment like we were talking about before one little comment to sort of share Mm -hmm. a similar thought or to to share a similar worry that you might have and it just feeds it and it helps it grow Mm -hmm. a little bit which is the concerning thing whereas as you said like 10-15 10-15 years ago like people probably have those those opinions but you wouldn't you wouldn't hear about it so it mm. sort of comes and goes pretty easily
2: yeah 100 yeah. percent. i think the thing as well with with old dr google you type it in there and generally the the, the most extreme side effects or symptoms <laughs> are always the ones that are at the top and so if, you, yeah. if you're trying to like self-diagnose an injury or some sort of symptoms and straight away it's going to automatically like jump the worst case whereas in your case it was just that you'd done yoga and you're a bit sore whereas you thought you had you know some sort of heart condition so uh, yeah it is you have to be careful but I can see at the same time with with COVID like these other vaccinations that we take so like tetanus and hepatitis like they've been Mm -hmm. around for a long time they've been tested for many many years and it's sort of part and parcel but again at the same time no one bats an eyelid when uh, a newborn gets their vaccinations that have sort of been around and, you know, that's a young child that you're sort of putting at risk and there is risks that there might be side effects. So um, yeah, mm. like that, that's social media presence, you know, the, the 15 people that listen to our podcast might be swayed to get a jab now. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah and obviously everybody has the right to the choice to their own body. I'm not you know, promoting vaccines or, or not, you know, disregarding them either, but I'm just you know, sort of saying about how it's very interesting. And you have to be very selective as to where you get your information from and who you listen to because you know like especially medical stuff like if this person hasn't got the education or the background in it then then you shouldn't be listening to them and and that's what that's what can happen apparently is everybody should be entitled to their opinion but you need to know where the opinion is coming from and whether that's an educated one as well i think that's a that's a massive lesson out of all of this if there is one
1: yeah you need to have a decent filter like, and it doesn't just apply yeah. to like medical stuff. Like there's so much um, nutrition misinformation or different mm. opinions out there, even what we do with like fitness and um, that sort of thing. So um, anything, I think like what I've noticed is anything that someone sort of partakes in themselves is mm. like what they tend to have like opinions on. Like most people <laughs> exercise, most people, like everyone eats food, but like, no one's spreading misinformation about like being an accountant because not everyone does that sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um,
2: I, I think right. it's like, it's that exact and inexact practices, I guess, like within accounting, like the numbers, they, they got to add up to what they add up to. Whereas yeah. fitness and nutrition mm-hmm. and the vaccine reaction, like, um, I had a sore arm. Some people were, you know, vomiting and had like flu like symptoms from the vaccine. So it's different for everyone. Um, And I guess that's the same with us in the fitness industry and a lot of people on social media will put up there, you know, what we might say gimmicky methods and stuff like that. And nutrition is the same, but that's because what we do is not an exact science. Um, There's not one answer to to the one problem. Um, So, yeah, you just got to be able to filter that
0: out, as you said. Yeah, 100% agree. I think that's a, a, a good sort of lesson for anyone out there. Uh, it's just you know like we've all uh, we all got told, remember we were told at uni when you're looking up a looking up an article on the on the the library and sort of search, make sure you always click peer reviewed because you know they're the best and you know they've actually gone through scrutiny and been chat, uh, checked. I think that maybe we should do something like that, you know, with our own heads for Twitter or whatever it might be, Facebook, LinkedIn. You know, Sean's pretty big on Reddit so he loves answering a few questions on there so you know like you just got to make sure that you fact check or you're um or you know internally just fact check all the information you're getting as well and yeah i think that's the the idea is to think critically like i think what's interesting is like instagram and and facebook and you say best of people live best of people's lives is that you can sort of masquerade all that stuff so i reckon it sort of diminishes the ability to think you know critically like they someone's showing that aspect of their life and it's positive and it may not be that you only see that. So I think that you know that skill is highly underrated and essential uh, in the current day and age. All right boys well that's all we've got really time for today. Um, yeah I've got to go back to the GP and get a checkup for my uh, chest health. Uh, I'm just taking the piss, obviously. Uh, but if you uh, if you enjoyed the the podcast today, then make sure you, you, know, you help us out. Yeah, you know, like, subscribe, do all the good stuff via you know, Spotify, YouTube, all the good things there. But it's uh, really good to see Damo and Sean and and, you know, and reconnect the uh, the Trix brand, boys. It's great to see you.
1: You too, Rob. It's been a while, isn't it?
0: Mm. Good to get yeah, back. Sure. We, sure
1: we, has, but off to a good start. Pre-season week one, session one. We're ticking them all the boxes. I reckon we're good boys. We're looking good. <laughs> That's
2: <laughs> we'll, a good short. We're we'll, we'll red <laughs> hot in that 2 k
0: So you always you always need blokes like Sean in a pre-season always talk up everything. You know, those blokes in a pre-season drill that just pump up everything. Oh boys, up the boys halfway there, over the hill, boys. Come on. We've got it. And I'm just like, oh, it's the same thing every week. But know, yeah, that's. Uh, I digress. That's working in sport, isn't it? That
1: it is, mate. That that's is what you do sometimes. It's all a. Uh, it's a mental battle half
0: the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I reckon that might be the uh, the topic of a future podcast as well. Is uh, buzzwords in, in team sports, and year on year and where they come from. I reckon that'll be a good podcast. <laughs> all right. So, uh but leading on into the next our next topic for the podcast will be about. Again, it's a bit of me, me, me time as well. I'll talk about – I've been off social media for a couple of months now, so I've been off Facebook and Instagram. So, uh, yeah, I'll talk a a bit about that and and how I sort of felt being off it too. So there's a bit going on, but that will about sum it up for today. So thank you for uh, your time, Damo and Sean. Uh, Damo, really excited to to see you, Jim, in the flesh, and I reckon we might do a podcast out there as well one day when it's set up. On site. On site. All of us together for the first time.
2: Unreal. Unreal stuff. Well, thanks, Rob. Thanks for sharing your story and um, putting it out in the limelight. I'm sure if any of the uh, Storm boys are listening to this podcast, you might <laughs> probably get a flack at training during the week.
0: Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't think they've discovered it yet, but we'll see. So a uh, uh, shout-out. Thank you to you, Sean. Good to see you too, mate. Yeah, thanks, boys. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the D-Cards. Big hearts. Fuck me. We'll see you next time on the DK podcast. Uh, bye for now.